first of all, just tell us about the upcoming project, Becoming the Woman, how you came up with the title, and why Becoming the Woman. Why are you writing about women? Yeah. Okay, I'm writing about women first of all because I am a woman. Mm -hmm. And my book is about my journey and about my story and how I have been able to work on myself, heal my trauma, deal with fears, deal with shame and all the things I've got, had to go through in my life. Mm -hmm. I became, most people know me from media. I was a news anchor for Inoro TV. But after Inoro, I went through my own struggles in terms of relationships, finding myself. I literally went through an identity crisis. And during my healing journey, when I went for therapy, when I was seeking help, I realized a lot of the things that um, I learned uh, when I was healing myself are things that are not readily available and there are things that are not openly spoken about. So I realized uh, maybe it was a blessing in disguise and I found that uh, that's like my purpose and I feel like I found my purpose. So that's what I do now. I went to school, I did a certificate in mindset and personal development coaching. So I work with women to help them in terms of healing trauma, loving themselves, dealing with fear, to just live their life they always wanted. So now, writing the book. Uh, I think therapy and coaching are not very readily available. They're not also very affordable. And sometimes we think when you go for therapy or for coaching, you, you really are beyond repair. Like you're really crazy or you know those things we think about. So I wanted to be readily available. So I decided to put it, it's like a manual to working on yourself and to becoming your best self. I decided to put it in a book. So the book has a lot of my personal stories from where I started to where I'm at now, how I've worked on myself. And I believe in every woman, there is the woman she aspires to be. There's a woman in your head, oh, I, I wish I was like this, I wish I was like this. Mm -hmm. So how can you become that woman? Yeah. That's what the book is about. Wow. Mm -hmm. So who do you want to, do you want to become for me? Mm -hmm. I as a young girl, I always thought I was going to be someone very influential. Like I had in the back of my mind, I knew I was going to be someone. Mm -hmm. And actually, even when I started my media job as a news anchor, I was like, I felt this is it. This is the feeling I had been feeling all along. But with time, I felt like I still wasn't satisfied. Mm -hmm. So and when I started talking to women about healing, about loving themselves, I realized, you know what, this is the woman I've always wanted to become. I want to be, I want to help women in their journey. Mm -hmm. I want to hold their hand and I, I feel now satisfied. I think uh, there's also who I want to become, even as, as, as much as I've arrived here and here, this is where I am. I want to become a woman who truly believes in herself. Mm -hmm. Because as much as I'm a coach, there's also that element of sometimes you doubt yourself, sometimes you hold yourself back. I really want to be completely fearless and I really want to live in my truth and to speak what's in my heart without uh, thinking about societal expectations or how are they gonna think, how will they judge me. I want to be that woman who's totally fearless. You wear so many hats, Modoni. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which one of that you do want to hold in your old age? One, for sure, motherhood. I will hold it till mm -hmm. the end of time. Mm -hmm. I think as I want to hold the title of a woman who helps someone somewhere, find themselves mm. and live their best life. Yeah. I really want to be known about, for that. Because they say, uh, Oprah Winfrey says that, she's one of my mentors, my mm -hmm. greatest mentors. Mm -hmm. She says your legacy is not like I have a million followers or people follow me, people like me or I have a lot of money. Your legacy is every single life you touch. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be known for that. Yeah. How did you know that you had uh, traumas 
in your childhood so that you would really want to start therapy for this. How did you know you had that? Because maybe there are so many people who don't know. But for yourself, you identified that you had a problem and you needed to work on it. Okay, yeah. I had a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fear of unknown. I always felt I'm not good enough or uh, I don't fit in. They were not going to like me. So when I went, uh, so before I went for therapy, I went through a breakup that I've spoken about so openly, the, the narcissist. Mm. And all my relationships, I've spoken about a lot of my relationships, were a roller coaster. Like they were just uh, messed up, mm. toxic, messed up, intense. So when I went for therapy, when I realized the reason I feel I'm not good enough or the reason I have a lot of anxiety is because it started somewhere. Mm. Someone, some people in my early childhood had instilled that in me. You don't measure up, you don't belong. Mm. No, you're not enough. Mm. So that's how I, when I went for therapy, I realized that I am still a broken little girl who is still living under that thing of you're not enough. Mm. You know, you're not as bright as your sister. My, mm. my older sister was an A student mm. and I was a C student. So my father, you know, really try to make sure I measure up. And so during that process, I, I always felt like I'm, I, I'm not enough, there's something more. So when I went for healing, that's when I realized, hey, yeah, Kumba, it's because I have a wounded child. Mm. I am a wounded child and I had to work on that. Yeah. Would you say you healed 100%? I would say in terms of childhood trauma, I am healed. Mm -hmm. However, healing, we say it's a lifelong process. Yeah. It's yeah. like personal development. There's always, you're never there. There's mm -hmm. always something mm -hmm. to work on. Yeah. As much as I've, I've, that part of me is healed, yeah. where I already know um, the uh, my PTSD, the negative coping mechanisms, what I'm dealing with, the aftermath of the trauma, mm -hmm. I know and I know how to handle that. But at the same time, there's always something to work on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it took me, I went for therapy like I think for four months, not even for a long time. Mm -hmm. I also went for coaching, I read a lot of books, I mm -hmm. watched a lot of podcasts, mm -hmm. I've done a lot of trainings. Yeah. Uh, so it's taken me like, I would say like four years yeah. to actually even get the confidence, mm -hmm. even talk, talk to people about, about these things. And to actually even wear the hat of, I am now a coach and I can help you through this without uh, feeling like I'm not enough or yeah. without the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Did you write the book yourself? You had a ghostwriter. I did write the book myself, although I wish I had a ghostwriter because writing, I'm a writer by profession, I'm a journalist, so and I started writing at a young age, mm -hmm. but it's a lot, it is a lot, and especially a full book. Writing an article, 300 words is, all, is a lot, you imagine now you have to write a whole book, mm -hmm. it has to make sense, and my book is not just a story, it's also a manual, it mm -hmm. has exercises and all that. Yeah. So it, uh, it took me a whole three years to write. Uh, what I liked about writing is the fact that I had to look at my life like an outsider. Like, mm -hmm. will this make sense? Will this make sense? Mm -hmm. And another thing, as a public figure, you know you try so much, you don't want, there are things you don't want people to know about you. But then I have to get to a place where I'm okay if they, if they read this about me because I've worked on it. Mm -hmm. Because I also want them to see themselves from the, my, my eyes of, I am not perfect, I'm not where I want to be, I've made a lot of mistakes but I can be better. Yeah. If Muthoni can work on herself, I can too. Mm -hmm. If Muthoni is happy in her life, I can also be happy in her life. Mm -hmm. So that took me a while, but the self-doubt and what will they say, I have written so much about myself, but I had to get to a point where I'm at peace with it. It's okay, mm -hmm. it's okay. Whatever goes out there, I have no control over, but I've written it from a place of you can also work on yourself yeah. and, and improve and recover. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
what was uh, do you have like those challenging moments while writing this book mpaka uliko na kawa yenyewe hapa imenilemea i have those moments especially writing my childhood trauma mm-hmm. because childhood trauma comes from our upbringing mm-hmm. and you know how you want to share your experience but at the same time you have to think about the person for example when i re- write about my relationship with my father my father was present every day and he was he's a provider but he was not emotionally available and he was also very tough and it affected me so much my self esteem so getting to write about someone you really love someone you really care about mm-hmm. but write about they give you the best they could but it was not good enough and it hurt me yeah so writing about that i really had to call myself from meeting considering i'm also a parent now and you know maybe my son is going to have things to say about me and also be okay with i'm not here to tarnish his name or to speak negative things about that person i'm here to share my experience have you ever read the book by the no he hasn't <laughs> i hope he doesn't <laughs> get to read i know he will uh-huh. i know he will get to know i've not written anything negative uh-huh. i've just shared my experience uh, yeah, yeah but uh, you know he's a dad yeah he will realize what so this this girl was feeling this way This girl felt oh ama you have had a conversation about how tough it was on a one on one have you had that time maybe to share no i've never we've never had that discussion of you did this and it hurt me mm-hmm. however he knows his stuff mm-hmm. you've said it you've said it like where dad you're too much you're too tough where relax and all that mm-hmm. i've never told him that mm-hmm. and the reason i have never told him is because i have healed mm-hmm. because when you go through trauma the person who hurt you cannot heal you yeah. you have to get healing elsewhere and i've done that yeah. i don't think he was me an apology he mm. doesn't mm. he gave me the best he could and i love you and now we have a good relationship yeah. but then i am just sharing my experience mm. you know we we parent from our own level of consciousness yeah. of awareness mm. when you know better you do better yeah yeah so that was tough mm. to write yeah in a nutshell tell us what is in the book without preempting everything the preempting yeah What's in the book are actually my very personal stories that mm-hmm. uh, most of those I've not even shared on social media uh, and especially the fact that I am out here and people are people who look up to me I've been on national TV but the fact that you can be on national TV and you can be really known and have a name but you're broken inside but you're lonely and you leave that platform and you go home crying and you you're struggling to find yourself mm-hmm. yeah I just want people to know it's okay if you're not okay and yeah. you can always work on yourself. Mm-hmm. I've spoken about a lot even about my marriage mm-hmm. and about even how I met my husband about some of my I've written a lot. How much are you selling the book? When is the launch? So the book will retail between 1500 to 2000 shillings. Um the launch is on 2nd of November. It will be on a Thursday evening from 5 p.m. It's an event, it's a full event. It's called I have annual events. Uh, so I started Modoni's mission, is what I call yeah. my company. Uh, it's just basically about wellness, about healing from loving yourself, happier relationships. So event will, will be about that. It's called Woman Level Up. It's an event and a book launch. Yeah. So you don't just get the book. You also we have speakers. We have Lily uh, Caroline Motuko who's huge on working on yourself. Mm. We also have I have another coach, uh, she's an etiquette coach, transformational speaker. She talks about becoming a polished woman mm. in your own space. Mm. Uh yes, we have testimonials. Favorite celebrities will be there. Kamboa will be there to pray for us. Lilian Muli, uh, a lot of very big names will be there. Yeah. Yes. Mudoni, niacha unauza nywele. Are you still selling your <laughs> Uh no, I'm not selling here. Uh-huh. I 
tried doing selling hair and coaching. Now I'm a full-time coach. I have clients, I have sessions. I couldn't. I tried and I realized something has to suffer. Then I'm married, I'm a wife, I became a mother, there is hair, and I have my coaching business. I realized something has to give. And my coaching life, I feel, is my purpose in life. Yeah. And marriage and motherhood is important to me. Yeah. So the hair business had to give. What is uh, one advice you'd give yourself, uh, a 20-year-old Mudoni? And uh, did you have things that you thought at that time they mattered? But right now, unangali unasema, wah, important. But at that time, they were, yeah. This thing, it's very, I must have this, I must be like this. Mm. But as you grow, you find um, they don't really matter. Mm. I think for me, approval, approval from other people to do what you want and to be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Because as a, as, a, as a child who grew up with a lot of, you have to please everyone. So I grew, I grew up with that thing of what they say about you is so important. It actually becomes kind of more important than what you think about yourself. But then when you stick to that, you realize you start living for other people and you might not be happy in your space. Yeah. Um, like, for example, for me working in the media house, I really wanted to be a journalist. That's what I knew I wanted to be. But when I got into that space, it was a beautiful space, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I still felt I'm not fulfilled. So I had to really start within and ask myself, what's, what's good for me? What do I want? Mm-hmm. And even as my followers were here telling me, Modoni, you need to come back. Modoni, we miss you. How can you leave that space? I had to do what is right for me. So as a 20-year-old, what I would tell myself is, your opinion is more, much more important. Mm-hmm. You're living for you. You will. You are the one. You get to spend the rest of your life with yourself. People follow. You know. Yeah. yeah. So to stop people pleasing. What do you find uh, yourself struggling so much with right now? For me, the balance. When I got married, I had had a lot of scary stories about marriage. You know, there's a lot of horror stories out here. Doors mm-hmm. So I, I went into marriage knowing it's a lot and I have to really work hard for it and all that. Funny enough, marriage has, has been really easy. It's been really good. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought I was ready for motherhood. Like, I didn't know if I was ready for marriage, marriage. But I thought, now me, I want to have a child. Now when I had the child, I realized, whoa, motherhood is a lot. I think it's one of the most challenging things I've done, had to do. So what I'm struggling with is the balance. You know, some as, and also it's tough if you're a career woman. I want to work. I love making something for myself. I love creating and all that. So wanting to be creative and give it your best, and you have a, someone, little one, depending on you, and you also have a husband and a marriage, and I also have to be there for myself outside work and motherhood and marriage, that balance can be tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've put systems into place. Like, you know, I, I, I want to work and I still want to be successful in the house. So, yeah, mom guilt is real. So that balance can be, yeah, before you find it, sometimes it's never there. You just have to wing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you miss about your younger self? Be carefree. Like, you know, right now I know someone is depending on me, mm-hmm. a baby is depending on me. I have a spouse, I'm answerable to. Uh, so I, they're carefree, like, I took a job Friday, I'm watching, and then I'm watching. I'm watching a job TV Saturday, I'm a Friday journey. You just get into your car and go to Naivasha. You know, it's not that, you know, it's not an issue. So that thing of uh, living your life, you know, like, care, not carelessly, but carefree where you don't have anybody to answer to accept yourself. Mm. 
I, I liked, I loved that. And sometimes I tell the single people, please have fun. Have fun, you know. It doesn't mean you don't have fun in marriage, but it's a different kind of fun. And uh, what has marriage and uh, parenting taught you? I think for me, marriage has taught me the respect, like that you can respect someone's opinion without agreeing with it. You know, like sometimes you have different opinions. Sometimes he wants this, I want this. But you respect what he wants, even if I don't agree with it. You know, he's the man of the house. Yeah. It's taught me about that. And then uh, also, sometimes as, a, as I had lived alone for a long time, for but almost ten years. Mm. So you do things the way you want, and then now you have this person you have to, to not ask for permission, but consult, or you have to put things all cards on the table. That was hard for me, especially if you are a control freak. But I've learned to relax, to let go. And I spoke about, the other day I spoke about strong, independent women. Deep down it's a fear of being let down. Like we learn from early on that you can't rely on people. So I had to really work on that part of myself to know so I can rely on him. Like we've carried, I've carried so many, like I've been paying bills for like almost 10 years. And then now I'm married and I still want to be controlled. Like, you know, then why did I get married? Yeah. So learning to relax and let him do his part and yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if th- things don't work out uh, or if I, I rely on him and it doesn't work out the way I want, it's yeah. okay. I can always find a way around it. What is your character, one of your characters that you don't uh, admire, that you don't like? Oh, maybe the procrastinator or the overthinker. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can overthink something. And that's not a good thing because the, usually the first thing you want or you think about is really the right thing. Yeah. The first thing. Mm. But then afterwards you start thinking, I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a So the other one, you start thinking about the other people. Mm. So I think they're overthinker and sometimes I can procrastinate. As an, a celebrity or someone who is in the limelight, mm. is there anything or something that you, you really keep to yourself and why? Maybe that would be my child. Mm. My son, mm-hmm. as someone who's been out here, mm-hmm. someone who's, of course, if you are, if you have numbers and if you have a following and if you've been on national TV, there are, you get haters and you get critics. Yeah. And I don't want to subject my son to the same. Mm. He cannot protect himself. Mm. He's not there to say no, what, what, what. And I realize that people that are sad, that are miserable, that have a lot to work on. And so I, I try to protect him from that. I want him to be able to make that decision for himself. Mm. So I don't, I don't talk a lot about him. Yeah, I talk about motherhood and a, 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 little, a few things here and there, but I don't think I want to subject my child to that. Mm. 